You're listening to A Prophet, a collaboration between Sakhlain and Al-Hujja Islamic Seminary. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider becoming our patron by donating at sakhlain.org support. Now, what about Aisha and Hafsa? That's a sensitive point because we know Aisha had certain qualities. Hafsa, in our next class, we're going to talk about her bio- biography briefly. She also had negative qualities. Her akhlaq, she was rough and she had bad akhlaq, let's say, according to some historical reports. See, the Prophet, given that he's a role model, he's a role model for everyone. Given that he's a role model for everyone, he does not want to be in a relationship with women who are angelic. Because the reality is not all marriages are like that. There are men and women who might experience a bad marriage, a bad spouse, and the Prophet is teaching us akhlaq even with a bad spouse. How does the Prophet show that? See, the Prophet can sit on the member and lecture you. Oh husband, if you have a bad wife, she ticks you off, she's angry, she exaggerates, she conspires. Be patient. For the sake of Allah, you have children, you have a higher purpose. Be patient, don't react. You wife, if you have a bad husband, don't react. Doesn't Allah mention in the Quran, Asiya, the wife of the Pharaoh? She had an evil husband, but she was patient. How does the Prophet practically show that to you? Because someone could come up and say, Ya Rasulullah, what are you talking about? All your wives are angelic, they have the best akhlaq. You don't go through what you don't go through what we go through. The Prophet says, No. Allah in the Quran and Surah Al-Tahreem told the whole world what kind of wives I have. Those two. And then the conspiracies that they would create for me. So I'm still a role model. Did you see me one day coming to Salah frowning, upset, frustrated? Attacking women just because those wives created trouble for me? No. Every time the Prophet enters his home, exits his home, comes to the mosque, leaves the mosque with a smile. Patient, has the best akhlaq. He's a role model for them. So the Prophet wanted to have a few wives who may not have had the best character. For what purpose? To be a role model for others. And that's in itself, and that in itself is significant. Number two, this is an element maybe other Muslims might not accept, but we, we believe in. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to try this ummah. We'll talk about that more when we talk about Hafsa. How? There's a hadith from the Imam salam. He says, one reason why Allah married those two one reason why Allah allowed the Prophet to marry those two is because Allah wanted to see does the Ummah obey him or them? Imam Ali said this at Jamal. He said to one of his companions, you know why the Prophet married her? Because Allah wanted to test these Muslims. Do they follow him or her? Think about that. A lot, yeah, a lot of people fail. Look, people historically fail. With the, with, with the people with Prophet Musa, how many passed the test, really? Prophet Nuh, how many passed the test? That's the sunnah of this life. A lot of people fail the test. 
people disobeyed Allah and the Prophet and they obeyed her. And Imam Ali says, Allah wanted to test the Ummah, are they going to obey him and the Prophet or them? A lot of people chose to obey them. So the reason why the Prophet entered some of those marriages was a test. It was a great test. Allah wanted to test this Ummah. In he fitna it's the fitna of Allah. So Umar and Abu Bakr, given the role that they had and how Allah wanted to test the Ummah, Allah wanted the Prophet to marry their daughters in order to test Muslims later. Because a lot of Muslims, yeah, these are the sons, you know, the Prophet is their son-in-law, and so yes, they are qualified to be caliphs, and Aisha is the daughter of the caliph and the wife of the Prophet. See, a lot of people did not use their intellect to see right from wrong, because this superficial setup fooled them. And yes, Allah will put a setup to test you, not to fool you, but to test you. Just like the golden calf of Bani Israel, when Musa came and investigated and he realized the Samiri made the calf, but he didn't generate the noise. He asked Allah, he says, oh Allah, I understand the golden calf is from Samiri, but what about the nose? Who's it from? Allah says, from me. I allowed that noise to be generated. I mean, imagine a calf making noises, a golden object making noises. If you have a weak heart, you're like, okay, maybe this is God. Let me worship it or it's divine. See? Musa says, why, Ya Allah, why? Because in other words, he was respectfully saying, God, are you trying to fool them <laughs> by, by doing that? And he Allah fitna took. This is your fitna, I'm, I have nothing to do with this. Yes, there's a purpose. Allah in the hadith says, when I saw their hearts still clinging to dunya and desire, I wanted to test them. So I allowed the Samari to make that calf and I allowed that noise to be generated because he took some dust from beneath the horse of Jibra'il and that gave it some supernatural effect. Allah says, I tested them. And sometimes Allah put these elements as a test. So yes, maybe those two didn't have the best akhlaq. They didn't, look at their history. Of course, they try to justify for, for them. You know, the Prophet is sitting with guests and basically she takes uh, that bowl of food and she slams it and breaks it on the floor. Aisha did that and the Prophet has guessed. Which decent woman does that? Like yeah, you know, out of excessive love and jealousy for the Prophet, she was so jealous that she loved the Prophet, she acted that way. In any case, they have ways of justifying it. So yes, they didn't have proper akhlaq, but the reason why the Prophet married them was for these other reasons to diffuse tension between Umar and Abu Bakr. Because remember, they came from tribes and that was one way to unite the tribes. Number two, the element of test. Number three, the element of a role model. Men, those of you who have wives with bad akhlaq, learn from me how to control your reaction. So with those two, there's a reason why he still married them even knowing that they have different akhlaq. There was another purpose being served. But outside of these two, yes, the Prophet would choose, you know, women who were otherwise decent. Um Salama was decent, Maymuna was decent, Zainab was decent, Maria was decent. They had excellent qualities. Yes? Um, I'm, I'm not sure if this is true, but this is usually reported that uh, the wife of Nabi Musa, after he died, she similarly, like Aisha, did a 
Yes, we do have a hadith that the successor of Prophet Musa السلام, he was Yusha' ibn Nun and uh, Safura as one hadith calls the wife of Prophet Musa, she mobilized the army against the successor of Prophet Musa who was Yusha' ibn Nun and the Imam comments exactly what this woman did in this ummah. So yes, just like how Aisha mobilized people against the Imam of her time, the wife of Prophet Musa after him, she mobilized people and she sided with the enemies of Yusha ibn Nun. Yeah, we do have that in the hadith. We have that in the hadith, yes. Uh, no, this hadith I think is from Imam Sadiq Maybe we also have from Imam Ali, I'm not sure, but the one I remember is from Imam Sadiq.